Shalom Aleichem. Peace be upon you and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we are resuming our study in the book of 1 Kings and we are ready for chapter 9 today. Now, this morning's study will be fairly short. Chapter 9's not uh, very long. Um, what are we looking at? 28 verses or so? Yeah, it looks like 28 verses. And it deals with a couple of things. Um, the main thing, or the most important thing, would be that God appears to Solomon again. So for the second time. So Solomon's hearing God's voice audibly. And being given instruction by the Creator audibly. And it's important to note this because he will eventually uh, make some really bad choices <laughs> in spite of the fact that he is heard directly from God. And it just shows you how quickly we forget and how we seem to just have amnesia when it comes to these things. And so that's really the, the main thing. We have a couple cities given to... Uh, the king of Haram, uh, as uh, as a Solomon's way of saying thank you for providing all the cedar and everything that was used to make the temple, and uh, that's really all that's going on this morning. But what I want you to focus in on is really the first nine verses, because you have God giving a promise and a warning. And if you remember in the Torah, all right, He's telling the Israelites, "I've set before you life and death." choose life right like if you do this this is the outcome if you do that that is the outcome it's not it's conditional my friends it's not unconditional it's not here's what i want you to do but even if you don't do it it's okay i'll still bless you that is not the god of the bible the god of the bible is like here's some clear instruction if you follow that here's the result if you don't and you do this instead this will be the result and so that's what I want us to focus in on this morning. And just real quick, uh, the one place where you can find this verse that I'm talking about is if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 30 and you go to verses 19 and 20, this is what it says. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore Choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou may dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. So with that... Let's begin our study this morning. I'm going to read from the Hallelujah Scriptures again, but I'm going to translate Solomon's name to Solomon on the fly just to make it a little easier. So, let's begin. Chapter 9, verse 1. Here's what it says. And it came to be, when Solomon had finished building the house of Jehovah, and the house of the sovereign and all the desires of, Sol of Solomon, which he was pleased to do. 
that Jehovah appeared to Solomon the second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And Jehovah said unto him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication that you have made before me. I have kodesh this house, blessed this house, hallowed this house, which you have built to put my name there forever. And my eyes and my heart shall always be there. And you, if you walk before me as your father David walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness, and to do according to all that I have commanded you, if you guard my laws and my right rulings, then I shall, then I shall establish the throne of your reign over Israel forever, as I promised David your father, saying, There is not to cease a man of yours on the throne of Israel. So please note, notice the word if. If you walk before me like your father David did, in integrity of heart, in uprightness, and do according to what I have commanded, if you guard my laws and my right rulings, then I will establish your reign over Israel forever, just like I promised your father David, saying there will not cease to be a man of yours on the throne of Israel. It's conditional. If you walk in my ways, basically. Verse 6. If you at all turn back, you or your sons, from following me, and do not guard my commands, my laws, which I have put before you, but shall go and serve other mighty ones and bow yourselves to them, then I shall cut off Israel from the face of the land which I have given them and send away from my presence this house which I have Kodesh for my name. And Israel shall be a proverb and a mockery among the peoples. And this house which has been exalted, everyone who passes by it shall be astonished and hiss and say, Why has Jehovah done thus? to this land and to this house. Then they shall say, Because they have forsaken Jehovah their Elohim, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and they have embraced other mighty ones and bowed themselves to them and served them. That is why Jehovah has brought all this evil on them. And it came to be, at the end of twenty years, that Solomon had built the two houses, the house of Jehovah, and the house of the sovereign. Haram, the sovereign of Sor, had supplied Solomon with cedar and cypress and gold, as much as he desired, and then Solomon, and then sovereign Solomon, gave Haram twenty cities in the land of Galil. And Haram came before Zor to see the cities which Solomon had given him, but they were not right in his eyes. And he said, What are these cities you have given me, my brother? And he called them the land of Kubal, of Kabul, as they are to this day. And Haram sent the sovereign one hundred and twenty kickers of gold. And this is the purpose of the compulsory labor which sovereign Solomon raised to build the house of Jehovah, and his own house, and Milo, and the wall of Jerusalem, and Hasthar, and Megiddo, and Gezer. Pharaoh, sovereign of Egypt had gone up and taken Gizer and burned it with fire and had slain the Canaanites who dwelt in the city and had given it as a payment for the bride to his daughter Solomon's wife. And Solomon built Gizer and lower Beth Horon and Baaloth 
and Tamar in the wilderness in the land of Yehuda. And all the storage cities that Solomon had, and the city's first chariots, and the city's first cavalry, and whatever Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem and in Lebanon, and all the land of his rule. All the people who were left, the Amorites, and the Hittites, and the Pezzarites, and the Hittites, and the Yebusites, who were not of the children of Israel, their descendants who were left in the land after then, whom the children of Israel had not been able to destroy completely, from these Solomon raised compulsory labor, as it is to this day. But Solomon did not make the slaves of the children of Israel, because they were men of battle, and his servants, and his rulers, and his officers, and commanders, and of his chariots and cavalry. These were the chiefs of the officials who were over the work of Solomon, five hundred and fifty, and ruled over the people who did the work. And the daughter of Pharaoh came up from the city of David to her house that he built for her, then he built Milo. And three times a year Solomon brought burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar, which he had built for Jehovah. And he burned incense, that which was before Jehovah, thus gave completeness to the house. And sovereign Solomon built a fleet of ships at Estion, Geber, which is near Eloth, on the shore of the Sea of the Reeds, and in the land of Edom. And Haram sent servants with the fleet, seamen who knew the sea, to work with the servants of Solomon. And they went to Ophir, and took four hundred and twenty kickers of gold from there, and brought it to Sol sovereign Solomon. And that is the end of chapter 9 in our study in the book of Kings today. Again, like I said, a short study this morning. But let's just go back to the beginning. Just a quick reminder to ourselves that our actions matter. And they still matter today because God is a God who never changes. He has expectations. He has given us instructions. Go back to Deuteronomy. He's, he's basically saying the same thing to Solomon in our study this morning. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. He's telling Solomon, if you do what's right and obey my commandments and my right rulings and my laws, then this amazing situation that you find yourself in where you're the most powerful person in the world, where there's a king upon the throne of Israel, this will all continue. This blessing will continue to be upon you forever. But if you don't do this, and you go your own way, and you start to worship foreign gods and do all this evil, then I'm going to leave you desolate, including the temple, the house that you built for me, and people will come by and there'll be a, and you will become a proverb amongst the world, amongst the nations, and they'll say, why has Jehovah done this? And they will say, it's because they, they didn't obey and they forsook their God, Jehovah, and went after strange gods. And as a result, here they are. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life.
both thou and thy seed may live. Thank you for listening this morning. I apologize it's so short. I'm short on time and it just worked out great. That chapter 9 was fairly short itself. But whether it's 10 minutes or 45 minutes, the word of God pierces hearts, changes lives, transforms people's hearts and minds. And I pray that you've received that this morning. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your prayers and all your support. Please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber to help the podcast monthly or uh, go to the website, scriptureandprophecy.com, and you can support uh, uh, the broadcast in any way you deem appropriate. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.